What's the good word, y'all? Back at it with the real talk. Back at it with my favorite A1 in the podcasting game here. The wonderful, the beautiful, the lovely, intelligent, sis, Francis. Welcome back. Hello, hello. You know what it is. It's always good to have you on the podcast. It's always good to see you. You live in Asheville now, so I don't yes, see I you do. as much. Yeah, yeah. I think you were on... One of the podcasts when you just moved to Asheville, maybe? Probably. And you weren't and was, loving it so much at the time. I was not. And it was really easy to come back to Charlotte then. And now it's like, ugh. Yeah. I feel like venturing down the mountain. She doesn't come see me no more. No, not, not that often, no. And even when she comes to the Charlotte area, she stays kind of on the outskirts so she can hit the escape hatch. Exactly. And bounce right back. You know. It's traversing, tough out here. Yeah, traversing yeah. Charlotte is not I, I, it's not fun. I used to be mad about the turn signals, but the potholes and the, the construction and the people, the Sims walking in the streets without looking both ways, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a exactly. Lot. It's not going to be fun. This is not going to be pleasurable <laughs> for <laughs> anybody that's it's in this. It's kind of So it's just like, yeah, no, I'm going to pass. I love my movies like Thrilling and White Knuckle Rides. I do not like my driving that way. Well. You're in the wrong place. For I that am in the wrong place. I, I actually work like five minutes down the road from where I live, and it's like a 15-minute drive, and I'm mad, and I'm yelling at two people. Through, and yeah, and it's I like you're driving in a maze or something like that. Serpentine through yeah. a maze and different cones it's a labyrinth and stuff. For, for yes. sure. Even you though do it, a straight shot. It, but it used to be a straight shot. It used evil. to be such a straight shot. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for coming through because we're talking about something that somehow is very divisive right now, but it is all-encompassing like Thanos. Mm. In the movie industry, we are talking about Marvel, y'all. Oh, yes. The reason Francis was here to hang out was because we got the movie club back together a little bit. Yep. Libby B., who you know from previous podcasts, was there in the place to be, and Veronica, and we went to see the new Eternals movie. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, it's just, it's so interesting because Marvel has just become a way of life. Like, I was telling you how earlier this year, like during the summer, I just decided to go completely back and start from the beginning with some weird, like, overlapping and just watch all of the Marvel movies again. And it was just like, this is such a wild ride. And you keep getting all of these lovely little... What are those things? The Easter eggs that Easter just pop up and you're and like, whoa, they were talking yeah. about this all the way back then. Yeah, oh, teasers and stuff, yes. And even just watching how the advancement of the technology, because I was afraid of watching Iron Man and being like, well, I mean, how's the technology going to look in comparison to Endgame? And Iron Man specifically, he's <sighs> developed a lot. He has, but the technology was not trash. Like It was no. so good, even though then now he's on that nanos. And so his stuff was just like, doo -doo 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 -doo. but then, then it was like, okay, I've created this out of, I was in a cave and I had, you know, some giant metal Yeah, he was bars. banging, he was banging <laughs> the, the metal ore, bing, Yeah, exactly. Bing. And, and it still was just, it looked great. For I remember. And 
2008, I think 2009, I want to say, the same year as... It, you might be right. It's eight or nine because it came out the same year as Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. The last absolute eight. true Definitely DC eight. banger. Yeah, so 2008. Mm-hmm. I remember it's funny because Nate used to be an Iron Man fan. Mm-hmm. So when Iron Man came out, he was like, I'm going to check out Iron Man, but... I'm not that excited about it. I don't even know if he it. even saw it. No, he, oh, saw, he saw it before me. Oh, did he? He okay. saw it before me. And then he told me, he was like, he's like, but I don't even know what Iron Man is about. I'm like, Iron Man, a rich dude that got messed up and got caught in a cave. And he was like, some dude helped him get out because he was going to die because his chest was jacked up. I was like, I don't know if I'm really trying to see Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. And then after it was over, Nate was like, you need to see Iron <laughs> Down- Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man tomorrow. Yeah. I was like, you know what? If you saying that, I'm going to go see it tomorrow. Bing. And I did. And I was thrilled. And I that was, was the beginning and of the ride. That was Who the beginning knew? of the ride. That would lead us to Disney Plus. Who knew? Who knew? And so that's what we're going to do here. We're going to get into the whole Marvel universe. And especially now as we enter the multiverse, which we're not going to get too technical about. It's a lot of movie stuff. We're going to keep this a movie podcast. So we're not going to do too much of the comic book lore and all of that stuff. We're going to keep it more on the entertainment. And we're going to start with this new iteration Because one of the greatest achievements in cinema, to me, really was Endgame. Because you build and build and build, and it has to build to this moment. It builds to this thing, and the hype is there. And as I told you yesterday, when you watch something and you know it's building to something great, Mm -hmm. and it actually achieves it, that's just a marvelous cinematic experience it was huge it I mean, really because was it just was so many moving pieces and then you had to thread the thread through one needle but like five five at the same time <laughs> yeah that spread off into other ones and stuff Absolutely. so and it just it was amazing it was amazing and so you're like okay this is the end game we're done here and that's I what i thought i thought end game we're, we're good and so after that i was like you know I think I'm good on the Marvel yeah, stuff. And yeah. when I started hearing about Disney Plus, and I'm not a Disney guy, as you know. I've, I've not even seen most of the Pixars. Our parents did a really good job of just not feeding into that hype from I when mean, we were kids. I was watching RoboCop and Predator t- at too young an age to care about Lion King and Hunchback and Notre Dame in them. You yeah. know? Yes, I am your sister, so you <laughs> I do. was too. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I was. We were. Yes. yes. And that's what happened. I kind of, unfortunately, I was like, yo, action movies and deep stuff. And so by the time you were a teenager, you had veered off into like dark British quills and stuff more oh, so yeah, than <laughs> Disney movies. I never. And we never did. <laughs> we, or, just, we just, it, it's it never not, hit. it never mm-hmm. really was a part of our. Mm-hmm life so when disney plus came out it wasn't like oh i need disney plus it's one of those things we could just kind of like, <laughs> like oh you guys got that disney you got that disney plus it's like why would i ever and then when they You're started so picking up well it's it's the truth and so then when they started acquiring all of those different like properties yes exactly. they're, they're like we have star wars and indiana jones and now we got fox which mm-hmm. means they have Die Hard, I mean, John McClane and Predator and um, Aliens mm-hmm. and X-Men. Yes, so X-Men, X-Men is what, yeah. Ooh, we'll but they see. do not have the original X-Men. Um, well, the, of the second rendition of them doing it. So I watched Days of Future Past like two weeks ago. 
but I wanted to watch First Class. They just, they technically it's, it's, have you know. it. The reason they don't have some of that stuff is because it's not it's too adult material, and they don't know how to fold that in yet. How is it's that more not, adult than the the second one? Nah, cause what? Nah, the second one was because Buddy wakes up with the lady. And oh, interesting. I, uh, Wolverine moves everywhere. Mm. Anyway, well, Disney but, Plus. But what happened was Disney Plus came out, and people kept saying Wanda, Wanda, Wanda. Wanda, Wanda, Wanda. And this is like second weekend, third weekend, fourth weekend, fifth weekend. And finally, one of my Charlotte peoples, who's a big comic book fan on Facebook, shout out to Jarvis if he's listening. He was like, yo, this Wanda is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Everybody keeps talking about this Wanda is amazing. So yeah. let me check out Wanda. Yep. And it took me like two, three tries to get through the first episode. It did. Before that, though, the introduction to Wanda was the trailers. So I you had it, it was a trailer for like the upcoming shows that oh. were popping up post Endgame, post and it Endgame. was you had mixed in there the Falcon stuff, you had Loki, and you had Wanda, and so okay. the trailer showed her um, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Olsen. Olsen. Shout out to Elizabeth Olsen. And it was like very 60s looking and yes, stuff. Yes, it had that sitcom. And you're like, what the frick could this be? And I was only watching it because I saw Loki and I was like, oh my gosh, I you love, love yourself I some Loki. I love Loki. And the trailer for with him in it, you just saw like his name. Like it was just Loki written out, but you saw actual scenes from the Wanda. Falcon and Wanda. Well, interestingly enough, and, yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to be the first. Mm-hmm. And then Wanda was supposed to happen. But they had it all taped, obviously, which they might not have had the rap for they Loki didn't finish. Yet. They, they didn't finish Captain and Winter Soldier, I mean, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier either. Oh, wow. Okay, so you might have, so you had a lot of Wanda vision. And so I was like, okay, this is interesting, but I'm not really checking on it other than the fact that it looks like you're bewitched and all that kind of stuff. Interesting, throwbacks. yeah. But I was like, okay, whatever. So you get the access to it because you're like, okay, well, somebody's telling me to watch it. I got to do it. And? I crushed, like, it. so the first night I tried to watch the first episode, I wasn't that into it. I got, I, like I did with Dune, as I was telling you, I tried a bunch of times, kept falling asleep. Yep. So it was like 45 minutes left. I turned it off. I was like, I'll try it again. So I got through the first episode. Then I watched the second episode. Mm-hmm. Same night I watched the third episode. Same yes, night I, I remember that. You episode, sent us a message. Fifth episode, sixth episode. It was like seven, six or seven episodes. Yeah. In a ten episode series, I believe. Yeah, I think so. And I was hooked. Yes. It got me all the way in, and I was like, I don't binge TV. You know me. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a binger. I I get tired of this stuff. I want a quick story, and I'm mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, finality. Are they hour episodes or like 44 minutes? I think they're like but then 40-ish they can do those things minutes, 37 yeah. minutes, yes. 50 or something, yeah. And it just it just crackled both with humor mm-hmm. and with just like a magical Marvel dust on there where the characters are so compelling yes. that sometimes they don't have to be doing anything. That's what's so great about Marvel is some of these characters are so well created. Yes. And they have such personality mm-hmm. and baggage. That would show is a lot about her baggage. Mm-hmm. And so as it gets deeper into it, the shifting tone of the show from this sitcomish thing yes, into like very serious 
trauma. Mm -hmm. And then the sprinkling of all the other characters. You had Tiana Paris as a Worcester and Marvel name. Who she becomes? Or don't say that. No, but like her name in Captain Marvel, the pilot. Well, yeah, but her mom was. Um, oh, she had the dope name. It's not like Axel Foley. No. <laughs> it's something cool like that, though. She had like this yes. hard-hitting name, Boudot or something. It was like yeah. French. I want to say Monica. But anyway, yeah. she was great. And the guy from Be My Maybe. Yep. Um, Always Be My Maybe. Yeah. it was. It, it, the cast was great. And then Catherine Hahn, Kat Dennings showed up. Mm -hmm. And it just had a great collection of actors and, act, you know, female and male actors. But so I wasn't into it. I didn't care anything about it, really. And then you had texted that you went down this rabbit hole. And then the Internet, as always, your Twitterverse went ablaze with this this little song meme, Agatha All Along, and you see Agatha all along. people dancing to this song, <laughs> and you have no idea. I, I, I watched this, and I'm like, I have no idea what any of this means. <laughs> that song is a bop, though, as they yeah. say. That song is a it's, bop. It's seriously a bop. And so <laughs> when you started watching it, you were like, you need to check it out. I started episode one. I got three deep in one go. Okay. And then um, the gentleman I was talking to at the time, currently my boyfriend, he came over and when we were recording and it was like, hey, I'm watching this show. You want to check out one episode? And then three episodes later, he's still at the house and it's like, I think we need to stop. Next day, we finish the rest of the season. Yeah, it was it was Easy. a fun show. Yeah. And unfortunately, like a lot of the Marvel stuff, past and present, the CGI battle scenes be the worst thing of them. You have yes. these big fight scenes at the end that's all CGI. But respect to them because... They don't overly do it. Like, you do get that hard-hitting, these are actual actors doing this stuff hand-to-hand -hand combat. And when they do choose to do those usually, like, flight-based fights, that's when it gets just ultra-digital. And it's like, y you keep can it lose terrestrial, y'all. Stay yes. on the ground. <laughs> Stay on the ground. It can get a little bit. Yeah. So Katherine Hahn, Kat Dennings, Tiana Paris is Monica Rambo. It's Rambo. That's, I was like, yes, I got, but it was spelled French. It's not Absolutely. your normal. Absolutely. Randall Park was in it. That one, so that was the entry. Then we go into Falcon and Winter Soldier. Two people that I was like, um, eh, I don't know if I really need this. And I still am not like sold. I, I need to see more of them. But yeah. the compelling thing about Falcon and Winter Soldier, cat out of the bag, let's go big first, mm -hmm. was the idea of a black Captain America and what that would mean in this that world. That was huge. But they established their relationship before in the X, uh, X Men, excuse me, in the Marvel universe. The Marvel universe, yes. When you were dealing with the Winter Soldier aspect, and <laughs> and they didn't like each other. There's mm -hmm. like a scene where he's oh, like, "Can oh. you move your seat up?" And he's like, "No." Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's and you're just like, "Oh, look at their little banter." Oh my God, it started before, and then they're like, "Well, here's a lot of it." And but it's like real life, amazing. you know, those situations where it's like the friend that brings friends together, mm -hmm. and sometimes those friends automatically link and they're yep. like oh you're cool and then other times it takes that friend not being in the picture yes. and these people being together to i be do it. know that quite well as a person that left charlotte if i've got those friends that are still here that are friends with each other but you know you wouldn't see that necessarily if i weren't 
Yeah, the the, the, the piece. That, yeah, absolutely. Or that ran off. And so that's what you know. The show was kind of billed as this buddy comedy mm-hmm. type of thing, buddy action sort of thing, and it got those beats. And then it also had uh, a really good showing. I should have done better research. My guy from Rush. Uh, oh. I can't remember his name. Uh, he, Hemsworth. He, he played the bad guy. He, yeah, I can't stand uh, that guy. I don't, that I never, guy is great. I Daniel Daniel Brule. I don't Daniel like Brule him. Like great. he's one of those people where you see his face and I just get like. Oh, That's how I used to feel about Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, but I knew his name for I guess. And Daniel Brule. But did you big, see Rush was the one where I was oh, like, I, this I guy Rush, is yeah, great. But he was, popped that's up why I was making stuff. the joke about Chris Hemsworth. He was the bad guy. He was. Whatever you want to call it, the antagonist. Protagonist, but that show—he was in the other Bolin. I th- ah. Or is it that other guy? It might be that other guy, but their relationship was just so wild. I'm like, I can't with that that feller. And so when he pops up in, ooh, was it Winter Soldier? He was the Winter Soldier. Yeah, he's the no, the Civil War. A Civil War. He's yep. the bad, the big bad of. Yep. He was also. In Inglorious Bastards. Yes. And he's a bad guy in Inglorious Bastards. Yes. yes. You know, but he loves the star of Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. So it's a complicated relationship. That's why I, I like him because he's one of those guys that he adds a layer to the bad guy, mm-hmm. but he is ultimately a bad guy. Yeah. So, um, you know, Zemo. Zemo, Zemo. Killed, Zemo killed the original Black Panther. Spoiler alert. Yeah, huge spoiler alert. But that doesn't at this point, I guess, yeah. <laughs> people, people don't even know what that means if they don't know. But nonetheless, the whole idea of the Falcon post snap, post Steve Rogers. Let's just say this spoiler alert: if you don't know, at the end of Endgame, we no longer have Iron Man. He's taken off the board. We no longer have Captain America. He's Steve taken off Rogers, the board. Yep. We no longer have Black Widow. She's taken off the board. Mm-hmm. So three of your top mm-hmm. Avengers, mm-hmm. probably one, two, and like four, if you include the Hawk or Thor. Yeah. But she was so integral in those Captain America movies. So now you have a reshuffling. And honestly, it was funny in Eternals where they said, Iron Man's gone. Yeah. Captain America's gone. Who's going to lead the Avengers? Yeah. As a kind of a joke, but that's a big question. It's huge. And so it was interesting to watch this movie or this series where they're really coping with the idea of can the Falcon take the mantle, the mantle as Captain America? And to me, the answer was no, because A, he don't have the skills, B, he don't have the charisma, C, he he don't have the statistics. Like, I just don't understand, because even going back to watch it again, I don't know where Falcon came from. We don't have an origin story for why he's got that, the fancy wing set and everything and the skills to be able to fight like that. So he pops up in Steve Rogers' life. They become like besties. Besties. Or like ride or die, I would say is like his. Yeah, they work out buddies. They they, they work out buddies. And then by that, it's like I deem you worthy enough to take this shield. Now, of course, they had time because he's pure of heart, and I think that's ultimately what it's about. Okay, because Captain America is a pure heart guy, Mm -hmm. and 
Everybody uh, else is beat to It's hell. a lot of these people there just cynical <laughs> and whatnot. Is, like, you look at their history and it's like, oh, yeah, I was like kind of a, a hitman ninja person just taking people <laughs> yes, out. Yes, exactly. I was raised by a Russian, I'm a spy or something like that. And yeah, Incredible and, uh, Hulk. I don't know. He's, oh, he's he's he's, he's trauma all, yeah, for days. He's got all kinds of stuff. Whereas Sam, Sam is a guy. Yep, and he's, he's also pure heart. Mm-hmm. Pure heart. Yep. So when you put those together, that does make sense. But it just was interesting at the end where he's like, "Yep, here's my shield." Uh, here's, he's old and he's sitting and <laughs> on so the was bench, it, and he's like, "I want you to have this." And so it was Sam. interesting. <laughs> you silly. Yeah, I want you to add this. And I was like, that dude ain't ready. Yeah. And then you watch the show and he gets his butt kicked for most of the show. He he don't have no special skills. He just got technology. So he, he was fighting. He could he fight. He was putting it down. But like, he's not a superhero. So like superheroes can punch him in the chest and he go flying. Yeah, but he was killing it. Like that, I think it was first episode, the scene where they were trying to get to that truck. Yeah, he, and, he still was getting beat up a lot. Or even smacked I think around. It was the first scene where he was flying yeah. through the. Um, but he had to use his brain like more that, than his skills. Which is great. Which is fine. Because if you've got that on point, you tend to not make those same mistakes that other people do. That would rather punch a hole You're through right. You're right. the the world to try and solve a problem as opposed to using their brain, which would I agree, and that's what he does. He uses his brain and his heart, and that's why Steve Rogers loves him, mm-hmm. loves Sam so much, and why he gave him that mantle. Yeah. Because he knows he's level headed. And the first thing he does with his brain and his heart is like, This is too much. That's the first thing he does. Uh Smithsonian. You, you take, take this. You have <laughs> you have the shield. And then they give it to And then they take the shield and they're they like They give it to the ultimate Chad. Um, your boy Russell, Russell mm-hmm. Jr., Kurt yes. Russell Jr. Yes. And he's out there wilding in the streets. The scene Why where he, he was out there wilding in the streets. Yes. And everybody has the cameras. That was one of the best moments of the TV show. But you're watching universe. these high stakes, too, because watching superheroes fight, it, you're not really expecting them to kill each other. Fact. But when somebody goes rogue like they did, Fact. in his case, and you just witnessed a, a murder. You just witnessed somebody actually. We saw a murder, folks. Yeah. Um, you're like, uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> like, this could get uh-oh. really bad really quickly. And then it escalates to this other level, and you're like, oh. Although I will say the interesting thing is they kind of pulled back on that because that's one of the things I didn't like about that show mm-hmm. was they created him to be such a bad guy, yes. and then they tried to redeem him so quickly but, and then put him in that anti-hero because they have to make movies still, and well, more I shows. Mean, but he, he, was, he is, was terrible. He could be, but then if you think about, I, I mean, with the military, you're you're indoctrinated into this, and you're told to do what you do, True. And, and he said that. It, he right? told him, he's like, y'all made me like this. Exactly. You made me like this. But that still doesn't discount the fact that you you're right i mean not not righteous but you know that these are things we need to achieve and it's like being the good guy and tamping down stamping stomping out Stomp. evil evil at, at all costs at all costs so that's going to override like okay i do have this my own agenda that i need to achieve but then i know this person's really bad for this person so i i still have to step in and be that good guy to just to, to get that evil out of the way. And then I might go back to being like, no, nah, but you <laughs> <laughs> and your whole crew and your whole regime. 
later. Yes. And they set that up. And then they bring another person in. And that would be something to go back through, too. It's just like, <laughs> what actor is not in a Marvel movie? They paying them big checks. And you get to choose scenery and Everybody hang out. Everybody pops up. So yes, you get do. this introduction to this the, the big reveal woman that shows up in Contessa? this. Contessa? Uh, yeah. J.O.D.? And you're like, what? Where is and she, she in And this? she comes off really like shady mm-hmm. and does a really good job of being shady. So you're like, okay, fantastic. what is her thread here? But that just leaves the door open for whatever is next. And there's a lot going on next because the next show, Loki, opened up all the doors. Like, like literally oh. opened up all all the doors present for me because it came out what like june 6th or 9th and you waited a while and i was kind of shocked because i was like i thought you'd have jumped on loki right away it was all kinds of stuff coming up since it was around my birthday it's like i'm not watching yeah you have stuff to do yeah yes indeed and it was great though because it was amazing a couple episodes set up ready to go and you know i'm not as big a loki fan yes he kind of annoys me in fact yo he's terrible and especially, <laughs> I, I am familiar with Loki from the comics. Like I said, I'm not going to go into it. But Loki in the comic books is like this annoying little pissant yeah. that's just messing stuff up and being just trash. And in this show, it was interesting because we talked about, spoiler alert, people that have passed away. Technically, Loki is dead. Technically. Not technically. Technically. Yes. Loki from... The, the 2008 the, to 20... The phase one through three. Twenty, Yeah, 2019 or 2018. Yes, RIP that Loki. Is dead. But if you've seen Endgame, yeah, there's a time heist where they have to go back in time to undo some things that happened. And in the case of doing that, Loki gets away. T- 2012 Loki from the Avengers gets away in this time heist in the 2019 Avengers movie. Thank you, Incredible Hulk. Incredible he Hulk. He was messing up yeah, so much. He does. Much he messes stuff up a lot. Yeah, like, Bruce Banner messes up a lot. So much. He does. He but does. But he just didn't want to take the stairs. Who wants to take the stairs? <laughs> but what happens is we get Loki. And not just any Loki. We get 2012 Loki that has no knowledge of mm-hmm. anything post-2012. Mm-hmm. And then that's this Loki thrown into the strangest that we've seen of the Marvel Universe. Because it's obviously not connected to anything else. But apparently oh, as we wild. develop, it oversees everything. And this is one that I want to tread carefully. I don't want to go too much into this one. Yeah. Because... There's major spoiler alerts. And if you haven't seen it, this is the one of all of the Disney Plus shows that you really need to watch before you continue this But there are people that were not do. into it. They just And didn't... I get it because it was very talky. And it, yeah, this one... Very talky. Was it like detective and stuff? It almost was um, like... Uh, it was almost Carmen like... Carmen Sandiego. Yeah, Carmen Sandiego-esque. Well, you know, a lot of people say it's Mad Men-esque. And you never yeah, and there was Mad Men. Mad but it's, it's Mad Men, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always call him Mad Men Ham. Shout out to yeah. John Draper. Yes. John Mad Men Ham. But it was with that. When he going to show up in the, in is, the Marvel Universe? Is he not there yet? I don't think so. I'm sure he's somewhere. He, he, but he's he's going to show up. You you take the futuristic thing, but you make it retro. And that yes. was like the way this looked was, it's in some weird timeline, but everything is like that crisp, modern, but 
vintage, vintage look. Yes. But the thing about Loki is, if you, when you go back and you watch his character development, he started out and he was just straight hater, the bad guy. Yes. And he was his brother's bad guy. Then he's like, "F you." Now I want to take over the world. And he's the bad Avengers guy. baddie. The Avengers baddie. And then you have that long time period to where he becomes kind of, he tries to do a heroic thing at the end because he knows that that big bad is way worse. And you're messing with my brother. Yes, indeed. So I'm going to go out like a, a, G a G and try to save it. So, But he had that long growth. And then you take this 2012 who's still P.O.S. He is. Loki. And you put him into this world, you drop all this knowledge on him, and he has to like quickly get quickly to... assess it. Yeah, but and... there's a lot of knowledge dropped on him, and a lot of stuff that would shake you mm -hmm. to your foundation. Mm -hmm. The stuff he sees, and the, the knowledge they give him, and the things that that are going on mm -hmm. are that serious that it does make sense that he would be like, whoa, 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 what is going on exactly. here? Exactly. And so it did a great job of that. And then it creates all of these worlds and possibilities because you start to talk about the mission of the organization that he's with and their control over what we know as the Marvel Universe. Or dare we say, Marvel Universes. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. It's so wild. It's wild. And I, the end is one of the best endings. Yeah. It's just the actor in it and stuff. <laughs> I just I woo uh. sets things ablaze. Sets things ablaze. So if you have not seen Loki, that's the best of the shows. Yeah, and again, more so than the others, felt like they were buttons on the first or the last phase. They felt like they were mourning what was going on with the pro snap and Thanos because that's one of the big things in this world. Half of civilization was snapped away and disappeared. Mm -hmm. And then through the heroics of the Avengers working really hard, they were able to save mankind. But that trauma still exists. And so in the entertainment of the Wanda yes. and the Falcon and Winter Soldier, you're dealing with that. Mm-hmm. And each person had their own their traumas world and their with issues it and the people and that were around them and exactly uh, like loss. Imagine you get snapped out of existence and somebody that you loved and cared about died during that period of time, so you never got that true closure. Boom, yes. hits you. That's insane. And then like the financial ramifications of yes being blipped for five years. Okay, great. That's fantastic. Yes. The blip happens and you already dead though. Well, no, he well, you're back. Loki, though, was he? He wasn't. Loki, no. Out. Loki's, when did the blip? No, because Loki was dead. Loki got. Yeah, he you know. he and yeah. So, so Loki's he has not one. no idea. Yeah, he about has no that. idea about that. But but uh, Wanda has the trauma of it. Mm -hmm. Winter Soldier has the trauma mm -hmm. of it. Uh, Falcon has the trauma of it. Mm -hmm. Supporting characters like Rambo and you know. Um, Vision didn't have the, but just a bunch of characters. Whereas Loki is like, this is the introduction to phase four. Man, Vision should have though, because it was his <laughs> fail.com. 
Well, he said, and it was her fail. dot com. It was a lot of fail. It was a lot of fail. That oh, was that a was group the effort fail. Worst. No, it was great though because Wanda almost killed. She was bad. Thanos. She was bad, but she did what she needed to do. You know how I feel. And which, then he got that. He had the rewind button. Was like, nope, rewind. Which, Let's do this again. And I'm I'm not gonna oh. talk very much about this, but that what if stuff. That was just dark. It, <laughs> but it was, but it was so well done the way it led into what was supposed to happen. Because you're watching and you're like, why are you putting me through all this? Like, this episode was random because it was, what if it was Steve Rogers instead was... Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter. Okay. What if... So you're uh, like, okay, that's kind of cool and cheeky. Okay, fun. Yeah. And then why? What if Black Panther is Star Lord? Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's kind of that's really fun and cheeky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. I'm on for this ride. And, and then, then they're like, like, what punch. if Doctor Strange punch. became Evil the Strange and most most evil he could possibly evilest, be? Yeah, and then it's like, oh strange. no. Yeah, and. What, what if zombies? Yes. What if the, the, the Avengers became zombies? Exactly. Once upon a time, there were zombies. zombies. Yeah. Shout out to Nugget. Ayana, you're too young for this, but yeah, <laughs> that's great. So, yeah, it, it, you're just watching. And I was like, what? I don't like these. I don't like these alter, alternate universes, even though the way I could like rationalize it was the universe that we're a part of that we like happened right and it was and like they saved the world and everything is great grand and wonderful so this what if that you're watching was like okay well this was just like what if this is what actually happened and there weren't the same stakes until they blew your mind they were like stakes these things are actually happening and this is and that's and now somebody <laughs> has to deal with it and they're traversing in and out of all of these Johns and causing even more havoc. And so that's what was so great about what if in retrospect is the idea of they showed you thought Thanos was bad. Yep. Let's introduce you to some ideas that are even scarier thing. than Thanos. Yes. And there were a number, not just one. Yep. They hit you with a number that you're like, Zombies oh, are the no. worst, just in general. Zombies are the worst. Because that's just, how are you escaping <sighs> some zombies? It never works. It never works. Never so that's works. just end game right there. And, and then, then you had zombie Thanos. Yes. Yep. As a tag. Yep. And then they introduce, I'm going to tell you, that, that big lobsterish. Spidery mm-hmm. thing from the Hydra? No, the one that evil Doctor Strange absorbed. That yeah, I thought that was Hydra. First. It's no, it's called something else. Oh, because it's not the thing that she tried to attack. Um, no, this Peggy was going against. Yeah, I thought that was Hydra from Peggy's thing when they tried to release him in episode one, and so he got that. No, this is I I can't remember the name of it. It's okay. it's something else cuz it's going to show up apparently in some future cool. stuff if they can. They're, they're That's right. the theory. That's yeah. the theory. Yeah. And then the big red thing. What's the big red thing? Eternals. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But then having okay, so Jeffrey Wright who has been in so much stuff, Shout this out guy. to Jeffrey Wright, everything. Um he, you get his voice 
in the the watcher this the as watcher. the watcher and so you're just watching that and, and trying to figure out like what's his point and he does suck because he's just sitting here watching this crazy stuff unfold and and he can't interfere yeah exactly you sounded like him yes <laughs> so but then you flip the script and when he does that is a a well, transition. He didn't kind of didn't interfere. He got interfered on. He did, but then when he <laughs> snapped to it and he got his get up on, woo, he was getting busy. You were like, oh, but that you saw that his outfit was like an uh, eternal. Eternal, yeah. Which now, boom, here we boom. go. Yep, and that's the gods because the gods are not supposed to interfere. Yes. So if you've been following the Marvel universe, you know that. There's been a lot of movies, and we are now at the Eternal stage. And the Eternals are one that, if you're a comic book fan, you're familiar with. If you're just a mainstream person, you probably have no idea who the Eternals are, what the Eternals are about. They made an Eternals movie that is directed by the current uh, reigning Academy Award winning Best Director, of Hollywood, Chloe Zhao, who made Nomadland, a movie I did not like very much, but yeah. thought was absolutely positively beautiful. Okay. She has an eye for scenic beauty and, and all that. Scapes yeah. mm -hmm. and scope mm -hmm. and all of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then she also collected a wonderful, diverse cast. You have some Hayek, Angelina Jolie, welcome back. Yep. I don't know who the, the stars are from a can of paint, to tell you the truth. You know um, Stuber guy. Well, yes, I do know Stuber. I know um, Kumail Numanji. Yeah. Um, and I know Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah. But I'm talking about the Irish feller, fake Superman, yeah. and Cersei, homegirl. Yeah. The Asian uh, uh, female lead. Yes. I don't know her. No. I've never seen her before. I might have, but. It's, I may have. It is one of those. And same thing with the guy. I never saw him before. And Sprite, I don't know Sprite from a can of paint. But at the same time, it was a very diverse representation. Everything. Even the one young lady who I oh, yes. think, I mean, she the was signing flash. the whole time and stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Flash yes. with. Origins and stuff. And so I didn't realize because I was like, oh, man, that would be rough having to be in that film. Everybody else has all these fantastic speaking parts and stuff. And the whole time she's just signing but that's she actually does that's she doesn't speak so i was like that is fan it's super diverse you're covering all the bases the all the bases racial and gender and sexual orientation and ability level and things like that i was like yeah you guys but it makes sense because these are the folks that were charged with taking care of humankind these are the folks that were charged with taking care of humankind while not interfering with humankind. But they were so much. They could they couldn't stop humankind from doing what it's supposed to do, but they were all, but they were there to do to introduce things into the culture. Lots of things. Yeah. More people yeah. and then other things. Yeah. But it was like in the beginning where it's just here's how you plow or you know we're yes. here and these things are about to kill you guys so we gonna fight them to stop them from killing you all and stuff so they did have that they had things they were supposed to do they had, and then they had the rule where it's like 
um, what are those things the uh, that you can't feed after midnight? Gremlins. Gremlins. It's like, here are the rules you cannot do. You cannot do. You can yes. do all this other stuff, but just do not get them wet. <laughs> <laughs> or feed them after midnight. Or feed them after midnight, yeah. <laughs> and the deviants. The, the, the deviants were the gremlins, yes, so yeah. to speak. Yes, because, I mean, you see one thing happen to the one, and it, and it went and... It upgraded. It upgraded. Which was let me upgrade weird. you. Yeah, yeah. And he he upgraded at a certain point. He was like, whoa. Yeah. That's a, that's a little much. That was weird. It was a wild movie. That's something. It was. And I'm like, when I was in it, I wasn't sure I wanted to watch it again because I was like, this is it's a tough watch. But I was tired yesterday. It was a long movie. It was as a well. long movie. We went and saw it pretty late, nine o'clock at night. Starting probably about what nine thirty. No, nine fifteen. Nine fifteen. They didn't do the whole. Half hour. Yeah. They split that in half. Yeah. So that was fantastic. But it still is like. Two hours, 45 minutes. Two hours, 45 minutes. You're taking in a ton of stuff. You are. And it isn't based in the Marvel universe where like you're getting those nuggets and you're like, oh, yeah, this this is the cool part where I'm like, oh, that's the Thor thing. And there's this. And that's so fun. Yeah. It was more like. Somber. Whole other stuff. You know. More. Mythology yep. and mm-hmm. trauma mm-hmm. and heartbreak. Yes. Family themes. It was heavy themes, Human. which is why I'm sure a lot of people did not rock with this because yeah. they went to see something either powerful but simpler mm-hmm. or something a little bit more snappy and Marvel like. Yes. And they got a lot of themes and a lot of ideas and it was bursting out the bag with them but as i said it was so such a luscious and sumptuous movie it in was places and then downright scary and, in scale you could have it's almost like you could have two movies because you have the action scenes and they had plenty of good action they did have scenes some in good there. action scenes and then you also had these like drawn out historical moments and relationship building and Yes, and you know, dialogue and mm-hmm. you know, establishing the stuff. back backstories and things of that nature. So it did do a lot, mm-hmm. and it was hard to accomplish all of that even in a two hour and forty five minute runtime. Although that's commonplace, Dune was it, yeah. pretty much that. James Bond was pretty much that runtime. Movies like Shang Chi and The Harder yeah. They Fall are like two hours and fifteen minutes. It was it, comma. Was <laughs> two hours forty eight minutes. Yes, so yeah. you're, you're used to that. I'm I'm it's not. Used I don't to like it. it. I don't no. like it. You sit there watching a movie, and you watched an entire full movie, a 1980s to 1996 movie. You pause it because you're like, all right, well, let's just see where we're at because I need to go to sleep. And you got a whole hour after you watch an hour 49 minutes of a film. And you're like, are you? Hold up. A 1996 movie. That's not how it goes. used to go back then. In 96 where you might have an hour 49 minute movie. Oh, you total. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got you're you. Done. Yes. Yep. You're like, all right, that was fantastic. Yeah. What a ride. Let's go. Absolutely. I and, mean. And then this, they're like, well, let's take a whole other hour and yeah. pile that on top of it. And I was like, I don't. What yeah, else are you, you gonna throw in here? Exactly. Those those runtimes are for very specific movies that have a lot of characters and a lot of stuff. And then the last and the last hour should be very propulsive if Which you're gonna is do that. Endgame is like that. Exactly. Where you're you're doing all this other stuff, you got this, you're building the blocks, and then that last hour is just like straight bam, propulsion. Bam, 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 bam. Absolutely. Yeah. But if you get to the last hour and it's a lot of talk and a lot of 
decision. Like the James Bond movie, for instance, the first hour and a half of that is pure bliss. It gives you all you want with the James Bond character mythos. It introduces new characters. It's fun. And then, like you said, you look at the time, like, all right, hour and a half. We should be down to like the last 45 minutes. No, you got an hour and 15 minutes to go. And then it slows down at certain points and gets into some drama that I was not really there for. I was like, hold up. But anyway, back to Marvel. I liked Eternals. I appreciated I it. And I thought, especially watching it on the big screen with that scope and mm-hmm. seeing what Chloe Zhao was able to do with what's her Marvel name was fantastic you have all these people these these big hitters right so Selma Hayek everybody looks at her as being this like down-to-earth gorgeous entity yes but because she's down to earth like people are not hating on her I don't care who you are people aren't like uh, screw Selma Hayek so True. for her to be the lead of all of these Eternals was like yeah that's right that's yeah. hitting it then you have your Angelina Jolie. So these are like these two pillar people. And you would think she would be the star because she's think. a huge name. And she's taking this back seat. But in the Angelina Jolie thing of like what she is, is she's like kind of regally in her approach. She just is. Just as her personality. And so when she's fighting and she's Thena, who's the, the goddess of war, the way she was like jumping and fighting and holding the her... Very believable. Yeah. Like, it was beautiful, though. It really was. It It really was. And it was almost, I can see that it was, like, Greek-looking in the way she was holding stuff, but it also reminded me of, like, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon type, Ah, jumping across the things. The lore of the, yes. But the the shape of it is so, like, ballet-looking in how she was fighting. And you're just like, this is beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. It's a beautiful Marvel movie. People love... Um, Cyclops for like his ability to just shoot or or Superman but keeping it Marvel the Cyclops shooting fire out of your eyes and stuff and just blasting things with that control and so you have this guy that's doing that Icarus 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 was literally everything you would want to see out of a Superman in a movie entity yep the, the mm-hmm. way that he moves the powers mm-hmm. the speed the confidence yep. the smirk you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. stud he, he just he just nailed that and again Chloe Zhao did a great job got some comedy out of Brian He's Tyree flying. Henry and, yes um, yeah yeah and Kumail, yes, and you they get were fantastic. that brilliance of creating things and being that like he he wasn't technological. I mean, he was technology guy, engineer guy, inventor, and it was just beautiful. And I was thinking, watching that when he was creating things, and was that digital or however you want to call it, <laughs> um, Minority Report, where that was like the first thing to do, exactly, and. You think about like, okay, this was where it kind of started. Yes. This is where we're at now. This and these things are now. turning from it just being this digital rendering that's that AR type thing to it becoming physical manifestations of stuff where he's like throwing this stuff at people and you're getting hit. I mean. It was, it was very, uh, very cool. It was it, so. It was, it, was, it was a master class in filmmaking mm-hmm. from a visual standpoint. Yes. Absolutely. Storytelling, your mileage may vary. Yep. But the idea that this was some type of bust is just completely wrong because, as I like to say, I've seen things I've never seen before. 
mm-hmm. not just in a Marvel movie, but in a movie of this scale. And yes. that goes to some social stuff, too, Absolutely. that I'll let y'all find out about. I'm not even going to broach that subject. But there is, I will just say, there is some sexuality and sensuality for a, for a Marvel, Marvel Disney movie. film. Yes. Which was surprising to me. I was it like, was a little, it caught you a little off guard. And then you're but. wondering, I was like, are there, are there kids in this place? But I mean, I was dropping the S bomb <laughs> on repeat in the F bomb. And I'm like, this dude, like you, you just that. get to this point. But I mean, so were other people yeah, like, cause well, we it, were, this yeah. got you into this. And we got to see it on a Saturday night. Normally I go to see movies on like a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. So this one, we went to a movie theater that wasn't overly crowded. You could get your popcorn and yeah. your beer, was, yeah, were, nice. you know, and we had a little bit of space, mm-hmm. but there were people in there. So you got the communal experience without being all hugged up, Yes, which is why we I went to the Grand. Oh, but had we anxiety. gone to AMC, yeah. you'd have been like, nah, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Nah. That's fair. And I don't, I don't play around with people in 2021 movie going experiences just... It's so it's it's just lurking and looming, but it was fun because we've had those experiences in movies where the crowd plays a part in the film, and I know you don't like it necessarily, <laughs> especially if it's something that's supposed to be serious and people are like joking and stuff. But in they this, ruined Get Out. I'll never forget that <laughs> they ruined Get Out. They laugh laugh track the entire yeah. time. Like we're watching the episode of Martin. I know it has some jokes it in it, but we're not jokes. watching Martin, y'all. Yeah, I watched. Walk amongst the tombstones. I remember them laughing. The Equalizer, they were laughing the whole time. One of the John Wicks people laughing. I'm like, these are not comedies, folks. Yeah. And it's definitely not open mic night. What movie did you have me watch? Oh, we were watching. I was watching the trailer for the upcoming, speaking of Brian Tyree Henry, but um, the Atlanta season three and, and... Frank was like, oh, this is going to be serious, and I don't think it's going to be laughing. I was like, but what about nervous laughter? Because you're just watching this trailer, and it is just, it's making me laugh out of being uncomfortable and just weirded out. Don't you know that yet? Yeah, you're like, at the end of the world. Don't you know that yet? Shout out to Sun Ra. Oh, Remember scary. we watched that SNL with Sun Ra and Buck Henry? Yes. And we were like, this is trash. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that song is a Sun Ra song. And he don't really make music. I don't know music. if we even saw Sun Ra at that point. He don't make music. I He'd know, but I think like, we watched the guy that was hosting. I, I and remember I don't know watching music, Sun Ra oh. coming out there. And they oh, okay. were just like, just it was like 40 of them on stage. And they're like, who? That's ha, not the Rasputin guy, is it? Is it the, ha, yeah. That's the dude that does Rasputin? I don't know who does Rasputin. I feel mean? like it would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's him, but maybe. Well... We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and just talk about some of our favorites from the pre-Phase 4. Favorite movies, favorite moments, favorite characters, favorite villains. And flip it that way so we will catch y'all on the flip. Ciao for now. Ciao for now. Yo, what's up, y'all? Back at it. We calling the Audible. It's Sunday. It's football Sunday. Just like a good quarterback. Sunday fun day. Hey, you see you see the alignment. You see what's going on. You're like, you know what? Let me call this Audible real quick. So we're going to actually go into a little bit of some of the deeper themes from the shows that we just talked about in the Disney Plus era, the post-Endgame era. And then we're going to 
talk about some of the projects coming up mm-hmm. and their relation to what we're seeing right now. Yeah. So, I mean, beginning this, we were talking about how people are kind of hating on the Marvel Universe and they're not necessarily embracing it like previously. And of course, everything in America right now is super just diverse. You're either divisive. Are, yeah, it's divisive. divisive. Like you're for it or you're against it or I'm against it just because you're for it. Everything. And people like something and I'm just going to hate because, you know what, it just seems like a good thing to do today. So these same things happen when it comes to Marvel. And even though like... My opinion, and I'm, I'm sure you feel something similar. It's fucking brilliant. Like brilliant. the the just ability to have thread that needle from the beginning to the end, and all of this majesty with different people directing, and all of these different actors, and all of this stuff is great. The performances, the, the mm-hmm. like the diversity, the storyline, the diverse. Yes, we we look at these franchises. I mean, Star Wars still is eaten off of the plate of the first three. Yes. And people will swear by Thor's hammer that four, five, and six were the best. Yeah. And hands down, and that's that's it. And it is great. You get the different like groups of people that come in, and they're like, well, do, I do yeah. love one, two, and three, or I see where it fit in, and then you've got these but, other ones. But but the reality is they, they're not able to consistently land a plane. Mm-hmm. You know, they've gone overboard with... This uh, Fast and Furious nonsense. Duh. DC has been trying. they trying to be able to do things that Marvel does. And Marvel is able to now make, you know, thoughtful movies by Oscar-winning directors and make straight-out comedies. Yes. And upcoming like Thor, Ragnarok. Ragnarok I was fantastic. like, what is this? <laughs> One of my favorites. Oh, actually, I love this. This is fantastic. Yeah, and... Even the ones that people don't like, like your Thor Dark World. Or your Iron Man 3. Or your Iron Man 3, which, I, of course, I love that. People but, hate Iron Man 3. Yeah. and it makes, But it still fits into everything. When it you does. Start, you look at it and you see, because he was dealing with that PTSD, and that, and that, that does seem to go through. That's a through line. And that, that puts For, us right on track here. Exactly. Because one of the great things that Marvel is able to do is, in addition to building this massive world, and creating worlds within this world, mm-hmm. they're able to develop characters and use the experiences that these characters have throughout this universe to actually address issues that we address in real life here. Exactly, because a lot of these folks, even though you're a superhero, even though you have superpowers, you're still a part of that quote-unquote human condition or the, the earth condition. And Absolutely. so you're dealing with these major things and that one of those is that PTSD, which wasn't necessarily something we talked about in America previously. And now this is becoming something that's like, this is much more common. And if we talk about it and bring it up and, and it's coming into entertainment as a theme now too, then it makes it, you can make it normalized. Like, okay, this is something that, people go through even your wandas your, your wandas mm-hmm. or your you know captain america's or iron man remember iron man 3 was about yeah, him de- losing had. his mojo mm-hmm. whereas like in a die hard movie even if uh john mcclain does not have ptsd holly mcclain definitely has ptsd yeah 
She, she John McClane definitely did. He That's should. why he was sitting there getting drunk. He did. And not working properly <laughs> for did. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Like, Absolutely. You're a super cop. You're doing it well in one. You're doing it really well in two. But that stuff, whatever happens between there, hits you and it makes and you have to solve. And he's yeah. Exactly. He has an effing hangover. <laughs> Which I love that movie. Shout out to, uh, is he on this shirt here? Yep. yep. Look, there, he there he is. Yes. <laughs> Vi- uh, Vig- Virgil. Uh, um, Zeus. 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 Hey, Zeus. No wonder hey, why Zeus. I went with Virgil because that's the actor. <laughs> his re- his wrestling name, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is Zeus from uh, No Holds Barred. Yeah. yeah. He's like Zeus. Zeus. Hey, Zeus. No. Why you keep calling me Hey, Zeus? Mm. You said that's your name. No, Zeus. Zeus, like I stick a thunderbolt up your ass. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> but yes. But, and he is Mr. Fury, so he's Mr. like Mr. Fury, everything. who is the agent, <laughs> he's the king, the kingpin, which was an inspired casting because he really does seem like somebody who's manipulative, mm-hmm. but also, and sketchy, but also fighting for good. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, we talked about these themes, we talked about PTSD, and uh, that was the through line for both the Falcon and Winter Soldier, as well as Wanda. Wanda literally took... Because she's a super, super duper... Powerful. Superhero, yeah. All powerful Mm -hmm. being. Super powerful. One of the most powerful beings in this universe. And she's dealing with all kinds of trauma and grief. Mm -hmm. And as a result, she takes a neighborhood hostage. She creates a world in which... To deal with it. To deal with her, to, and to process make it her grief. And it's like, this is something that I'm sure people, how many people would, after something crazy happened, or like, I just wish I could have, have one more moment. One more moment. I wish I could have gone back and done this. I wish it were the same as it used to be. And because she's powerful. all powerful. She not only does it, but she does it in a way that also brings back her childhood memories mm-hmm. of family through these sitcoms. Yep. And things, and so it's funny and quirky on the surface, but at a deeper level, it's going to much more interesting things yep. about dealing with grief and dealing with power and dealing with. But it's the emotions. monkey paw, right? So ah, never when works you out. Wish for these things when you want these things to happen when it's going against nature and what was supposed to be. It always comes with consequences. And that's what happened in her situation. It was these major consequences to her dealing with grief in the way that she did. And you get this amazing TV show, series, whatever. Yes. That amazing. then unlocks the next level of who she is or is to become. Or is to become. Which is cool. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Then likewise, you go to Falcon and Winter Soldier. And we talked about, you know, why would Steve give the mantle um but the question becomes why wouldn't he sam take the mantle Mm -hmm. and they answered it multiple times because first of all he's like they won't accept me yeah i'm a black man yeah and steve is steve so for and they me even gave just... him like blondish hair, like <laughs> so. Not only because we all know Chris Evans is a brunette. Now, yes, he does have beautiful blue eyes, but as 
Steve Rogers, they give him these this nice, beautiful blonde hair and the, the blue piercing eyes and, of course, that body. And it's like, this is America. Boom. <laughs> and then that version, this guy, gives this shield and this title and this responsibility to Sam yeah. <laughs> Falcon and 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 Sam is like I don't want this I can't huge. and they won't they won't they won't accept me yeah and so respectfully Which, I'm going to donate it to where it belongs to America to American was, museums in that world I'm like was President Obama actually president in their world I don't because believe so if we see what happens but yeah, yeah. <laughs> with somebody that should be okay because it's like this is america you're american you're, you're you're qualified but then let's go a little bit deeper mm -hmm. because in this age of vaccine hesitancy absolutely you know they went there with the idea of um experimenting on black soldiers yes and yes. giving them this serum mm -hmm. and then not Ooh. giving them their props for it yeah. in fact well, it killed off it killed everyone off except for one. Well, yes. It killed off every... Yeah. Killed off all of them or, except for and, one. Or the one that was trying to save everybody. And then he went to save his crew the same exact way that um, America, Steve Rogers yeah. did in the first Avengers. Yep, yep. And he got a parade. And mm -hmm. instead, uh, Isaiah, who was the first black... Not even the first super black. Soldier. He was the first super soldier. Yeah. He was. He happened to be black, but he yeah. was the first super soldier. Yep. He goes back to save his black battalion mates, mm -hmm. and they take him and put him toss in a box. In, toss him in jail or and in a box. And we're never it. to see him again. And it's, yeah. And, so, and then they continue to experiment on him mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so it does speak to the horrors of the black experience in terms of both these experimental situations mm -hmm. in terms of their military experience, their sacrifices, and not being seen on the same level as American heroes for taking the same, undertaking the same sacrifices exactly. that others have done for their country, even in a country that treats them, us, mm -hmm. treats us as second-tier citizens. So even though... You're watching it, and, and Sam gives up the, the shield and everything, and it's like we understand that people want to argue, well, you know, we're past this. It's it, We had a black president, whatever. When he's given the shield, and then he gives the shield up to the Smithsonian, instead of them being like, no, you should keep this, they act like, yeah, we're going to keep it here, and then they're like, nope, we found a better we person. A and it's Blonde hair, you know, blonde Kurt hair, Russell Jr. Blue-eyed. American representative to take that yeah. stand, take to be stand, that guy. To, to take the mantle, mm -hmm. the mantle as they call it. Yeah. So another deep, deep aspect of something that, you know, we. And Disney, and when you're watching it, I'm like, ooh, Disney, oh, wow. ooh, you're really, yes. you're, you're provocative you're because they're in Baltimore and, at one point and the cops come and they're getting into yep. an argument and then they go to um, Winter Soldier and they're mm -hmm. like, is everything okay? And yeah. it's like. And that's when your friend is like, everything is fine, or tell you to to relax. Calm down, and it's calm just down, like, sir. It's cool, and it's and I was like, wow, Disney, what are we Disney doing here? There. Okay, this is gonna this is gonna start causing a little um a, a little controversy, I'm gonna, and I'm that's gonna... what happens because we're in this woke society, uh, and so 
it's the backlash like everything else. And things do go kind of haywire on both sides sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it's very interesting because right now there is a backlash to wokeness and progressiveness and, Mm -hmm. you know, the idea of being a liberal where uh, the real radical idea is... Yeah, and which goes into this next one, right? So then stepping into the Loki-verse, because we're having this division and everything with the way people think, there are folks that think, like, I'm doing the greatest good for the greatest number of people. Yes. By getting the vaccine now, that's protecting you. By wearing my mask, it's protecting you. Yes. And it's me and my family, but it's the greatest good, ideally, for the greatest number. And then you have the folks that are like, I want to have a kid, so I ain't taking it. Or I don't know what the the future is of this or moment of taking this. this so is I don't my know. freedom. It's my freedom. My freedom my overrules right. anything else because this is America, and America grants me my freedom to say no, which yes. is not entirely true, especially in different contexts of different people through historical events. But you still have people who believe that individual rights exactly. mean more than group rights, yeah. the greater good. Because we're all in this together, right? Are Theoretically. We? Theoretically. So the Loki verse with Sylvie, who is the maybe antagonist, but not necessarily the, the beginning antagonist in Loki, um, who's going around and, and, and just... The chaos maker, the agent of chaos. These new timelines. The agent of chaos. Agent of chaos. The main point of this person is because of what's happened to me, I am going to get my vengeance. Burn it down. Burn it down. And And even if that creates chaos, mm -hmm. so be it. Because it's me. The system has to be burned down. And there is a little bit of. Faux righteousness, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm, about yeah. freedom as well. Yeah. But ultimately, it is a selfish act because it is about me. And that's some of the things we have to cope with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we pretend that we're doing the right thing and that we care about other people. Mm-hmm. But the decisions that we're making as human beings, a lot of the time, come down to selfishness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And... Also, the idea of order. What are, you know, it's a little bit deeper. You look at things like Iraq, mm-hmm. and people are living their lives, and we're over here living our lives, and then all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? The lives that they're living over there are so terrible yeah. that we have to interfere and create democracy so over there because they are being oppressed. Mm-hmm. And then we go over there, and now a situation that was manageable Though maybe not as free as we say, orderly, we don't know because we didn't solicit their opinions. And then we burn it down and all of a sudden they now live in a hellscape Yep, because we decided that the life they were living was not sufficient enough. And and you could have made it worse. I mean, it was made worse. Much worse. And then it's like, well, you, you don't have anybody to blame but yourself for this. But because the mentality is to make sense of what it is and have cognitive dissonance for your actions, you can say, no, it's their fault. Or <sighs> no, we went in there to do this and it's because they went in incorrectly or something like that, then this is then, why the situation ended up the way it did. 
And that's problematic. And it's like, if people can't take responsibility for their actions. Then we're all in trouble. We're all doomed. We're all in trouble. (laughs) And that's kind of what happens. So your Loki ends with this like, oh, no. (laughs) At the end of it, you're just like. (gasps) Oh, no. It's the ultimate oh, no moment. Super oh, no moment. Super oh, no moment. leads into the what ifs. The what ifs and where we're headed from here. Mm -hmm. So, spoiler alert. We're almost at the end here. We are entering what is now obviously going to be the multiverse phase. Mm-hmm. We had the original timeline. This timeline has fractured. So as a result, we now have the upcoming Hawkeye. Don't know how that plays, but that's the next story. It and it looks so like, great. The like trailer. such a charming Christmas. Yeah, it's you know, but like characters mixed that, in with. 0070 a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little suaveness, mm-hmm. a little bit of like, just want to get home to my kids but and my family. But you also have to remember, if you watch the end of Black Widow, Black Widow you might you're see like, somebody uh-oh. in there, another agent of chaos. Yes. Who was amazing. Amazing. Love, you know, I'm Florence, team Florence Pugh yes, all day. So Shout out to Midsommar. You like my you know. ears. The vest, yes. But you know, the, the part where she was crying at the end of Midsommar, was, I was like, oh, oh wow, yeah, she's absolutely. just the... the, the the whole movie, but she's anyway, she's great. Crop. So that's Hawkeye is next, but then after that, we delve right into the multiverse. We go and watching it because you're Spider Man. Yeah, watch this. What if? And I'm looking at these cartoon characters, but because the stuff is so good and rich, rich. I'm pretty much watching Benjamin Cumberbund and. Benedict. He is like Cumberbatch. It is so amazing because Benedict looking at that guy that's Benjamin in the trailer, yeah, for the ex, uh, gosh bless, Spider Man movie, and then looking at the version of him that was a cartoon rendering, yes, with his voice, no, but with his voice, it's the same guy. To it me. is. I'm it like, is. this is so crazy. Don't it do it because you messed up there. Like it's gonna be bad there, man. Like, it's the universe. It. We know yeah. these characters. We need Tilda Swinton to be like, no. <laughs> well, he told my man's um <sighs> Who, his home guy? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, don't do it. Yeah, his yeah. And he's like, okay. Of course. And, and then he does do it. it. But, but that's what he does. Uh okay. That's what he always. But yeah, he does what he wants. So now we have, so we have Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and he is in the Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. I love when they have those crossovers. And Spider-Man is obviously now that we no longer have neither Steve Tony Rogers, Stark. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark, or OG T'Challa, as played by Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland Spider-Man is he's the guy right now. Hmm. He, I mean, I'm like we'll Thor, because then there's a Thor. Uh, but Thor is they they about and to he's do, an alien. Thor, yes, Thor is a little different. He still is. He, you're right, and Bruce Banner, but they're still no, like they're side guys on. still. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Thor is going to be merged with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, it seems there's like a weird trailer that's out there. That's the thing about the internet's where it's like the trailer for Thor four. Well, that's because they have the Comic Cons and the Marvel Cons yeah. and stuff. But I watched the one for um, Black Panther. Mm. Whatever that John was, I'm like, I don't know if I'm watching real footage Facts. Facts. or if this is Your somebody that has like a good camera. Yeah, yeah. and he's just. I was like, what? But yeah, then they're making it all emotional and they're showing scenes with. Chadwick and I'm like 
They putting fentanyl in weed right now. This world is That's out of control, new. yo. Yes, it is. <laughs> They've been doing that for a minute, I No, thought. they were not putting fentanyl in weed for a minute. They were putting it in, like, heroin and cocaine, well, but heroin. not weed. Like, who's putting fentanyl in weed? Killers, that's who. We live in a wild world, so I get you. Nothing is sacred. Nothing is sacred. That's fair. But, again, multiverse. Very interesting because now it allows you to go in different directions. It allows mm-hmm. you to bring in different characters. It allows you to play with timelines and time travel, which can be tricky. Mm-hmm. Back to the Future, one of my favorite movies, magnificent. Mm-hmm. But it starts to go off the rails, especially as you get towards the end. Um, stuff like Inception, where you're dealing with spatial travel mm-hmm. and things of that, can get a little confusing. Which I, I feel like it. they bit that in the trailer for the Spider-Man into the multiverse. Where you're looking at the the buildings, yes, kind of changing and shifting, shifting and, and stuff. I was like, mm, okay, they took that from my dude. And but. they actually, they you know, I talked about the multiverse. You haven't seen Venom yet, yeah. Not but me too. you know, Venom, the where does Venom fit in here? And mm-hmm. then we saw that Mobius, oh, Mobius trailer, Mobius, oh, and that's the beasts yeah. of it. So you've got your your beasts, you've got your monsters, you've got yeah. your superheroes that are just humans. Exactly. You have your and witches, witches, you have wizards, your wizards, and you now have we'll your see. Gods, so now vampires demigods. may enter, mutants mm-hmm. may enter. Yeah. So we have a lot it's going so on, but it's such a rich text, yeah. and the multiverse will be able to open this up. And will it exactly. overly saturate it? Because people are already showing. Or you could just go down the path that you choose. So, exactly. I mean, pick your own adventure. Pick your own adventure. So, if you're the X Men type person and you're into the mutants, go that way. If you're into the superhero things, you stay a purist of how it began, <laughs> stay in that direction. But yep. I'm excited for it, honestly. I, I am mean, too. if you guys can't tell, we, we nerd out on this stuff. We nerd out on it. Yeah. So, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so, that's what it is. You know what? We're going to stick for the. Uh, the the different categories a little bit later on yeah we'll check those out because <laughs> we want to give that some space and time but this was a fun opportunity to get you up to speed with the marvel <laughs> uh cinematic universe yeah. now television universe and talk about some of the things you might not have seen because everybody saw endgame obviously yeah everybody saw black panther everybody yeah. saw captain america but or you, you don't have enough people talking about these other hitters like because a lot of people watch them mm-hmm but who's who's really talking about it? Yeah, so. and and how are they talking about mm-hmm. it? You know, so going a little bit in depth, you know, a little bit interesting. It's always good to have Francis it in a place to be. Fantastic to join you, sibling number one. Yes, indeed. So, hey, y'all, for real, for real. If you had that Disney Plus, pop on some of those old ones, the mm-hmm. classics, your Black Panthers, your Civil Wars, your Winter Soldiers. It's so good. Go, you know. If you haven't seen it over the holidays, you have a little bit of time, you know, watch 10 of them, go through the whole thing. Yeah. Watch some of these shows and think about them, especially if you've seen the first ones. Once you get from uh, the Infinity War and Avengers into this new one, think about it a little bit deeper. Challenge yourself. Don't just look at it as kicky punchy like everybody else does and be lazy with it. Challenge yourself to think about some of the social things that they're and talking about. And understand why they put those in there. Because it's 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 things of the moment. These it are is. they're themes of the moment and we should appreciate that ambition exactly. to bring in these weighty issues mm-hmm. into this entertainment with 
It's real. I mean, if it's really happening in day to day, then it should see itself in our entertainment and arts. Exactly. And it's okay to be there. And for a while, we've kind of forsaken it. Yeah. And if you don't want that, don't watch it. Don't watch it. But you ain't got to hate it. Yeah. yeah, Just just let (laughs) it go. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. (laughs) And that's a wonderful lesson for all of y'all. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Don't go on Twitter just talking greasy for the sake of being greasy and getting clout. Chill. Chill, y'all. Do the right thing. Much love, peace, and prosperity. 2021 as we cascade into 2022. Peace. Love having you here. Can't it's wait to bring to you here. back. <laughs> I bid you all adieu, adieu. Until next time. Adieu, adieu. Catch y'all next time. Peace. Oh, man. So good to be back in the studio, dropping another podcast. Uh, it's been a little while, unfortunately. Lost a podcast. Hated it. I was sick to my stomach. It was one with Libby B that was sadly corrupted. And then we had some studio shenanigans that caused a bit of a shutdown. They had to get some replacement equipment in. But I'm back. And good to be back. And I love having my sister in the co-piloting seat. Especially to talk about movies and Marvel. Man, I don't care what anybody says. Shout out to Marvel. I know Disney Plus is considered the evil empire and there's been a lot of breath and space used to hand ring over the demise of cinema at the hands of marvel so dramatic but as much as i love you know dark cerebral independent films and the quirky a24 universe i'm somebody that goes to the movies to enjoy like engaging entertaining blockbuster spectacles and with the exception of christopher nolan and uh the Mission Impossible series, uh, nothing really hits the spot for me like Marvel does. No, Marvel does not always work. The movies are not always great. They can get a little kicky punchy, and we talked about the CGI stuff, but come on now. Star Wars wishes it had the ability to weave the narratives and just satisfy the masses in the same way. And then let's not even talk about the nonsense Fast and Furious puts on screen, which is even more over the top than anything in Asgard or Wakanda. Marvel just is ill. What can I say? The snap? Thanos? That stuff was wild. And it's just, they're constantly operating at a higher level and getting more and more ambitious. And that ambition is what I enjoyed the most about the Eternals. Super long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, everything didn't quite flow together. Characters did do some stupid, stupid stuff. My brother went to see it and he hated the movie. But for me, the ambition in terms of the storytelling, the scope, the scale, and the creative decisions to cast like such a diverse group of actors. They introduced a gay couple and an injection of sexuality and even had a superhero who communicates through sign language. It was just, you know, next level, like I said, so props to them. Uh, No props to me, though, because I didn't even realize Icarus was the ill-fated Rob Stark from the Red Wedding. Goodness gracious. And I didn't even mention Jon Snow. I know nothing. I know nothing, Jon Snow. I'm sorry. Um, Even though you got a check for some very, very light work. How much they pay you for that? But uh, Yeah, whoops. It might be time for me to revisit the old Game of Thrones. Not that the taste of the last season isn't lingering. 
But again, that goes to show the difficulty of landing a plane of entertainment on that scope with those expectations and the feelings that people have about it. So, again, Marvel, dope. Francis, thank you so much for popping back in the studio and coming down to Charlotte to visit your brother. And now I'm back and have some fun episodes coming up. So stay tuned for those. I'll also be popping in on a solo dolo tip to break down some of the movies I catch on my own. Now that I'm back to my regular movie going experiences. Shout out to Ayersley Grand Cinemas. Got a brand new place to go see the Venoms and Dunes and No Time to Dies. And the harder they fall, Lamb and Titan, a little bit harder to catch, you know. But anyway, until then, y'all, thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay smart, and keep it real, y'all. Frankly speaking style, of course. Ciao for now.